0: After years of getting ripped off by big wireless providers, there's finally a better option. Mint Mobile is the affordable premium wireless service that you buy online,
1: starting at just 15 bucks a month. By cutting out retail stores, Mint Mobile got rid of the crazy overhead costs so that you could score some sweet savings every month. To get your new wireless phone plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com save. That's mintmobile.com save. And we're live. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Mind Over Matter. Today we have JJ in the building. What's up, man? How you doing? Good, man. How are you? Good, feeling good. Had a good day so far. Hit the gym. Did back, just to stretch it out a little bit. So nothing too crazy. Calf, uh, how are you feeling?
2: I'm good. I um, I hit legs this morning, so mm-hmm. feeling good though. Feeling good. I'm excited to uh, film another episode. So.
1: Yeah, so last night I played uh, some video games for the first time in probably about two weeks because I was in Tennessee. I just got back from a little mini vacation up there with Kevin, and I played with uh, Anthony, who was my best friend when I moved down here senior year of high school in 2015, 2016 for hockey. And we were playing, and JJ met Anthony through – Anthony's best friend, so it's a whole loop. That's how networking goes, and uh, go, baby. Yeah, so I was in the middle of a game and JJ me and JJ were talking about money finances and all that just yeah. Whether it's good to have money before you meet a girl or after you meet the girl or when you should hunt for a girl When should you hunt for money? It was a fun fun conversation, but I was in the middle of a game So I said JJ you ought to just schedule a show he said when yeah. And here we are. So, JJ, thanks for scheduling. Excited to have you on. Excited um, to
0: be here, a little nervous. I had a first podcast ever, you know? Yeah. A little bit of social media in the past, but never never did a sit-down podcast thing So, with other people. So it'll be good.
1: Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited.
0: I think I, I asked you the question of, like, would you rather have money or happiness if you could only have one?
1: Oh yeah, that that is what yeah, that's right. Um that yeah, I was like you're gonna have to define happiness. So then we ended up in a loop. Kevin, do you have uh what's your answer? Do you have anything quick? Kev?
2: Oh me? Um <laughs> I would argue that if I had a shit ton of money, it's there's no way I wouldn't be happy. And okay. I don't think that I could be happy if I had no money unless it was like in a world where like I didn't need money like if I had like a farm or some shit and like I didn't need any money per se but I would not be upset a day of my life if I had a billion dollars cash so I am going to go with the money option okay I mean I, I, I just know me bro like if I had racks on racks like they happiness bro and I, I just don't buy that shit
1: i I mean
0: everybody's got their own answer you know it's yeah
1: no i think i can i think if i had enough money i can for sure buy my happiness with it
2: i've seen a lot more unhappy poor people than i have unhappy rich people
0: well see i would argue that you just the rich people hide it better than the poor people
2: oh well i mean it's not like rich people are happy all the time but I think when you're rich, there's like a floor to how sad you can be. Like, like let, let's say I'm well, I'm LeBron James, right? Mm-hmm. What what I may be sad about is not like going hungry or, or going homeless mm-hmm. or anything else. It's like, oh, they didn't have my Wagyu beef. Now I got to eat a ribeye oh. like a fucking caveman, you know? Oh. Or they didn't have the kind of champagne I like. Now I got to drink Dom Perignon. It's like the The floor for a rich people's happiness is like a lot higher than a poor person's floor. If if that makes sense. Yeah. No. Um,
0: it, it it makes sense. <clears throat> Go ahead.
1: Yeah, that's what I was saying. If I had like a billion dollars cash right now, I think I'd be able to set up my life for happiness forever. Yeah. It, it would be hard to. Generation. It would be hard to not but and then i, but I then we like we got into the inside. uh we bo- then you got onto the uh gold digging aspect
0: yeah cuz then people like the connections that you make like interacting with people it becomes so much harder if you have like a billion dollars like people will want you for your money
2: you know oh like they wouldn't want you for you yeah Oh, well, I mean, if I have a billion dollars, I don't give a
0: shit, dude. It's like it's like she's a she's a four, but she's a billionaire or, She's like a hundred like, like easy,
2: but like too though, if you have a ten that only likes you for the money, it's like well, okay, but like she's she's still oh, a ten, 10. You
0: know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah see i would I would argue that money isn't the end-all be-all like more money more problems and there's people out there that yeah we live in a world where like you need money like you need money to go buy groceries you need money to just do anything honestly but i don't think like the main thing like if i had a billion dollars right now and everything else in my life was shit like but that money couldn't buy because there's things that money can't buy then i'd still be miserable like there's still like famous people or like very rich people that like off themselves, right? Because they have all this money, but they still aren't happy with their lives. They don't have like a good relationship, uh, a good significant other, or like their family life isn't there, like their friends aren't there for them, and all they have is money.
1: Yeah. It's just important to note the chase, the chase for money. Yeah. Should not be like solely off of money like you should like if, you, if you're fo- like, if you're tunnel vision you're gonna wow. lose quite a bit of friends family emotions but you're gonna lose almost everything if your tunnel vision on cash mm-hmm. and we don't like doing that because then we end up getting broken up with or whatever have it Falling, falling into the grieving process, which is what you wanted to touch on today.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's actually crazy because like, so there's this girl, right? We don't name names, but there's this girl that like, I was, how do you say? Like, mm-hmm. pursuing, I liked, I had feelings for, for uh, like, two years. Now, mind you, this is a girl, like, I'll lay it out. Like, this is a girl, like, nothing ever happened. Didn't even kiss the girl. Like cool. I was playing like the long game hardcore and to like long story short, like the only thing, the only reason that we're not together right now is because of money. Like I don't make enough money. Like I'm a good dude, everything in that like that, but her lifestyle that she lives now and she's been accustomed to like, it's not that she's a material girl, very down to earth, very um, like in the moment type of person, but everything that she goes and does like outside of her personality is based off of money and like having an abundance of that money, like a good amount of that
1: money. What do you mean? Like her activities like going yeah, like on a her, date with her? Like
0: her lifestyle. No, like we could go on a date to the, to Barnes and Noble. Like we could go on a date. Like we've gone on a date to go get uh, Jeremiah's is a place down here. It's like a uh, soft serve ice cream or like Italian ice. Like we literally went, got Italian ice, that in the parking lot, ate it, and then when got fries at McDonald's, and it was one of the best like times I've had in my life, and that was it made me cost me like what 15 bucks if that but yeah. it's like those, it's like those moments are so priceless for me that it's It's just crazy.
2: but you yeah. didn't get to hit after that
0: I didn't even kiss her, like I haven't kissed her or anything That's tough, bro,
2: because I mean, I, I mean after two years. At some point, you're just simping over this
0: shit. And, and I was like, I was doing long story short. Like, there's a lot more that goes into it. Like, I think one of the crazier parts that a lot of people, like, would say, like, <laughs> Anthony knows a lot of this story. Um, the crazier part is, you guys know what uh, YSL heels are? Like, Eve Saint Laurent. Saint Laurent, yeah. yeah. Yves
1: Saint Laurent.
0: Yeah, You know know what red bottoms are? Christian Louis Vuittons.
1: You already know what it is. Of course, bro.
0: Yeah, so I bought her both of those shoes for her 21st birthday because it made her happy. Like, it wasn't – like, I had an extra bit of money that I took out from a loan from my car so I could, like, get the car wrapped and, like, do a bunch of stuff to my car. And at the end of the day, like, we were out shopping, and I was like, you know what? I I want to buy these things for you because I see how happy they make you, not, like – Mm-hmm. Like, the happiness that it creates in you, it's, like, that's worth it for me. Yeah. So, I bought those things for her. Yeah. And but, you
1: just couldn't sustain that.
0: Yeah, and I couldn't sustain it. Yeah. And, like, I would do, like, dates where, like, I would save up things. Like, I took her on a three-course, like, dinner cruise, like, through, like, downtown Tampa for her. Yeah. her year's birthday and stuff like that. But it's just... I was working myself so down to the bone for money that like, I lost sight of myself. Like during this two years, it's like when I was doing sales too. So I was I was at a sales company doing solar mm-hmm. and um I used to be an extroverted person, like very, very extroverted, like gained my energy from people, like didn't mind talking to new people. And during that process, like I found I was losing myself. I wasn't really being me. And I was just doing these things to make-
1: Man. The that's ex, that's exactly Kevin. Kevin probably related that exactly to me. That's exactly what I did, and then I fell into the hole right after I broke up with my with my ex. Like,
2: fucking nosedived into that. Yeah, shit,
1: straight. In, but yeah, I I relate to that a hundred percent. It's like you on the outside you look happy and all that. You look uh look pretty good to everybody else, but really you're just doing what everybody else wants you to do, and then yeah. you uh. You end up not being yourself, and and then you're suffering in silence, and that's the worst worst way to suffer, which leads me to my next question. I was going to ask, did you ever try bringing this up to her? Like, did you ever say, hey, I don't have money to do this? And then she was like, hey, fuck you. You're out of here.
0: She'd have been out the door, bro. The money aspect? Like, no, bro. No? I you recently, can't tell a woman
2: like that, dude.
0: Yeah, I recently did ask her, though. Why, so I was like, Do you ever see us being together? Like, do you ever see us dating? Like, not now. Like, I'm not in a rush. Like, I have 100 reps. You still have things to work on. I still got things to work on. And she was like, I can't speak for future me, but now, like, right now, no. And so for me, like, some people are like, Oh, like, there's a little window of hope. And I'm like, No, I can't hold on to that. Yeah, hope.
1: no. She's keeping she's you like, on the hook. I can't
0: hold on to Yeah, I've been holding on to hope for two years. Yeah, she go. You know, Mm -hmm. is this chick hot? Like, she pretty hot. Yeah, if I had Um, a, if I had a classifier, like, oh no, choose a celebrity that she like looks like, like body type and everything. It's like it's uh, Kendall Jenner.
2: Oh, she had you right where she wanted you. Yeah. yeah. No, that. uh, shout out to the fellas out there, dude. If you're listening to this and you're a guy, if you buy a chick red bottoms and she don't give you none, hit the road.
1: Amen. Amen, motherfucking men, bro.
0: This is the thing. Like, I didn't push the, the envelope. I didn't do shit like that because I wanted to play the long game because at the end of the day, whether I was with her romantically, like boyfriend, girlfriend situation, married, whatever, like, this is, a, this is a person that I would do anything for at, a, at the, like, drop of a heartbeat. Like, if she needed me, like, yeah. I'm
1: there. Yeah, but that's... that's so, I, I did the same thing. You can have everything, my wallet, my house, my car, everything. I'll buy you a new car. And it wasn't reciprocated. So, yeah, it was cool. I felt good giving, like, providing all this because that's what a man is supposed to do. So, any man is going to feel good providing this for the woman. However, if she's never reciprocating anything, I mean if you got red bottles, bro. Red you know, bottles, uh, uh, and, and you ain't even fuck you ain't even get a kiss out of it, bro. Like
0: Well there was there was this one time we <laughs> Come on. could have <laughs> kissed, right? But I chose not to because she, she was too intoxicated.
2: I mean, good for you, bro.
0: I was intoxicated too, and I didn't want our like our first kiss to be like that. If we were gonna like, I was like, "No, nah, I'm good." Like,
2: that's yeah. a weird thing too. Like when dudes come into money, a lot of the times they think about giving their girls everything, right? Mm-hmm. But then, like when women come into money, it's all about like how they don't need a man anymore and now they can be mm-hmm. like independent. It's yeah. like it's a yeah. weird like. It's a weird like gut reaction, you know, like the, the knee jerk for the man is let me give all this to my girl. And then the girl's yeah. knee jerk is let me get out of here.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, let me hit the real. For,
0: yeah, for me, it wasn't like, here's my wallet. Here's my house. Here's my car. It was like if the situation came down to it and like I like hypothetically, like I needed to take a bullet for you. I would no questions asked like point blank period. Like there's no millisecond in my mind of doubt. I'm like,
1: yeah, uh, no, no I, I get I was literally in Iraq doing that. And she cheated yeah. on me, so <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying. I was literally in the middle of Iraq, Afghanistan, taking bombs, fucking a mile out, and yeah. it's gone. Yeah, oh, <laughs> no. it's, it's gone. yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying. So,
0: so you fell into the hole, right? Yeah. So how did you get out of that hole?
1: Which which hole? The the. Within the relationship or the the grieving hole out after the yeah, after the grieving hole after oh man going,
0: going that way
1: for the grieving I was very fortunate to be getting paid by the army while not doing anything <laughs> you can <laughs> uh,
2: say that again literally you didn't doing do nothing
1: I, I did uh the my bosses I mean so. It was a give and take. So for the first three and a half years, I mean, I was all military. I gave my whole life to them. And that's what you're supposed to do. And and my boss saw that. And then it cost me my marriage and all that shit. So that, I mean, the marriage wouldn't have been saved anyways. But they saw, like, how the army affected my life. And the new boss took charge right as I was getting out. And he knew it was a hit to the fucking nuts because it was also a medical discharge. So... He knew I was hurting, he let me stay uh stay home. I had a very supportive team behind me. Uh Kevin being one of them. So it was really, man, it was It was in order Fuck, in order to move on, you can't you can't regret anything. Yeah. Is the biggest thing. So yeah. Like, for like, right now, it's hard for my girlfriend to come to me about it because she'll ask me about it. So, like, I I didn't regret a damn thing. Like, when we got together and she asked me about it, like, a month in, it's like, I didn't regret anything. Like, it, it's, uh, I forgot who said it, but learning the act of forgiveness, I think, saved my life, to be honest. Because you're no longer harnessing, like, you're no longer upset about it. You're like, fuck it, just move on like I understand like especially for me like this girl grew up with no parents or uh the person who raised them not a good role model she had nothing so I knew that this person in this body didn't like didn't attack me personally it wasn't a personal attack upon myself because that's how the person is I just got caught up in it so what did I do wrong to put myself in this situation because if I'm smart enough, I will be able to detect this next time to keep myself out of it. So in order to like my grieving process, man, was just really thinking. Like I, I thought for a year straight, like doing nothing, getting paid for a year straight thinking over and over.
2: Who did you have to forgive for that? You're talking about you forgave yourself.
1: I, everybody, bro. Just, I, I forgave like, um, like, a lot of people would come to me because I worked with both the dudes that she cheated on me with. And, like, I had to interact with this dude as well as every one of my buddies. I mean, then I mean, within a year, I think um, one of my buddies ended up overseas with him. So talk about a toxic environment. Like a good buddy of mine.
2: Yeah, and word spread so fast yeah, in the hangar, too. Yeah, exactly. Once one dude knows the whole hangar.
1: Fuck. Exactly. So everyone kept coming to me and asking me, like, why haven't you beat his ass, all that. And it was like, you have to learn to forgive. If you don't learn to forgive, man, you're just going to be so angry. I I can't stress that enough. I mean, I was an angry little ball of fire. (laughs) And then, I don't know, I think it was a Jordan Peterson or something. It was just like a a click to my head. Like, look, if you don't start learning the act of forgiveness, then uh, it's going to be a dark path pretty much. So I guess that's the long answer.
2: That's the long answer that yeah. I would say that's the short answer,
1: Trevor yeah, I guess so, yeah,
2: but like how do you how did you like if I'm in the situation like you were in two years ago and it's like I can't imagine forgiving someone who wronged me the way you were wrong, how did you like start that that forgiveness process? Does that make sense?
1: Can you repeat that? Like,
2: if I'm, let's say I'm in a situation like you were in two years ago, where someone wronged me and I don't really think that I have it in me to forgive them, right? Yep. How did you, how did you start the forgiving
1: process? Uh, it was like self-realization, man. I, uh, I mean, you know, as well as a, a lot of my close fr- friends and family, I held a gun to my head, <laughs> um and called my little brother which is a really weird thing for for me to do because i knew he looked up to me and i knew he saw me as a role model so it was weird but at the same time i'm glad he was able to see what was going on but i was like look i got a gun to my head like what the fuck and then i was it was it was like a snap out of it like dude come on like you can't do this you got you got friends that are in your corner you got family in your corner you're almost done i I saw the light like it was so close i was six to eight months out from the army knew i was moving back to florida knew it was going to get better so it was it was just waking up occupying my mind so i played a lot of video games i mean i i did a bunch of bullshit occupying my mind enough because i knew in this six to eight months i was done like i can get out of this town i can get out of this job Everything's going to be behind me. So it was just, no, I, I wake up and I know it'll get better. But two years ago now, for anyone who doesn't know, 7 22, I was 100% overseas in Iraq. And this is exactly what was going on. Like, this is the start of it almost, but probably about a week into it. So a little tough. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. A little tough.
0: And, and And would you say this is like the, like the, Toughest or darkest point that you were at in your life?
1: Yeah, you mean? I would say I mean, after God, like, I would say I would say after I held the gun to my head was the darkest moment of my life, like the darkest time of my life. Because then that was like the re- that was the, the realization point. That was like the uh, the tipping point. Like, fuck, this is really me right now. I can't believe I just did that. What? What can I? What do I have to fix so I don't keep doing this, and so that I can live and have a family? Because I can still see a family in my future.
2: I mean, it don't get much lower than
1: that. No, yeah, and that was that was another thing you were you guys were always saying is like, look, man, you're at the bottom. There's only mm-hmm. one way to go, really. Like, it don't don't get much worse. I mean,
0: like, yeah, I have, I have a point in my life that's like that not gun to my head but similar very very similar yeah but this was like years and years ago like right now i'm not grieving as hard as it was back then it's like a very like it's a shallower hole like almost as if like how you said like learning forgiveness and like learning these steps to grieving it like kind of raised that floor you know like before it's like the floor was like way down here
1: yeah it feels good too
0: start learning all these things and all it's like these these dark holes that you jump into it's like the floor used to be here now it's like up here yeah it's a way slower dark hole and a way quicker round trip to like back up to the top
1: i agree yeah no that's you don't get it
2: lower
0: yeah like i feel at least for me it was like once i hit like that lowest point in my life like and started learning Um, like forgiveness and like the grieving process and like anger and all that stuff. And like trying to look better for me and everything that like how Trev said, like, what do I need to fix? And you started fixing those things or at least working to fix those things. That floor got raised. Yeah. It's like, it wasn't me going back down to that. I want to end it, but it was like more like I'm sad and I know I'm sad and like this hurts and I can acknowledge that it hurts, but I don't, I don't want to go back to like where I was.
1: Yeah, the easiest way to picture it, I guess, if you just look up like the S and P 500 stock market, like throughout the last 100 years, like it'll go up and then boom, then then it only just goes up and down a little bit, a little bit. Like it, you, you gotta know there's only one way to go <laughs> when you're down there with with the gun to your head or finger on the trigger, whatever it is. I mean, it, and it's up. Going up. My favorite emoji on the on the phone is this the little Talk. red line. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I, it kind of like it, it, to me. It sounds like if you were at the gym, right? Like before you started weightlifting, one thirty five seemed like the most impossible weight to lift.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: But now, Trevor, you could probably take a year off the gym and go rep one thirty five for at least ten. Yeah. You know. So it's like yeah. you're you your are a lot yeah <laughs> not what those are no you're just like you're <laughs> your oh. your baseline strength now is like a lot higher than it was before mm-hmm. and so now it's like well shit that would normally have got you to that low point now it just becomes like oh well who, that, that's just 135
1: you know yeah the uh, the gym is a good thing to bring into it uh jj when did you uh like start going to the gym or start realizing you need to. Looks like your traps are peeking out.
2: Yes, sir. I <laughs> see those. <trains>. Hey,
1: <laughs> you already know <sighs> it. Bang, bang. <laughs>
0: no, I don't know. I actually, I've been athletic my whole life. So, yeah. like ever since I was little, I played sports. So I played soccer and basketball. Those were my first two main sports. And then outside of that, I started playing tennis and golf. Um, like indoor soccer. There's probably a couple other sports that i'm like forgetting oh i ran track for a little bit but i was always like in and out of the gym so i never really associated like the gym with like a safe space or like helping me get out of this rut until like honestly when i had like a cut, like i had this one girlfriend i really really liked right I had this mm-hmm. one girlfriend. Really, really,
1: really <laughs> oh no, parents, A different one. Oh no,
0: this is like I'm talking like in high school, like like. Oh, not uh, the Kendall Jenner. Okay. No, not Kendall. Ken, yeah. Uh, <laughs> her parents ended up not liking me, like for whatever reason, like they never had met me. He goes. They, they talked one. They saw. They took one look at me, and was like, "No!" Like they they decided right then they didn't even <laughs> like have a conversation with me. They were just like, no, like, you're not good enough for our daughter. And then, like, long story short, like, had this whole legal process battle with them because they thought – they, like, tried to accuse me of, like, raping their daughter Brother, what the and fuck? all this shit. And they gave her the ultimatum of, like, either A, you go with this story and you have our support because they were well-off. They were a well-off family. It's like you go with this. You, like, stay quiet or whatever and – you have our support because she was about to go to college and like all that stuff, and college is expensive. Or you go with him and you and you forget you have a family. Like we we're done supporting you. Oh, no. So like how you like, you had to learn forgiveness. Like there was a there was a time where I was like real upset, real like just down at the dumps. But then I learned that, and I was like, I I can't blame you. Like I forgive you. Like if that was me in that situation, like if I put myself in your shoes, right? And it was either I have my parents support and everything like this or I lose it all for something or somebody that I don't know for sure like a hundred percent will last forever like can I can I really blame you for that? yeah like obviously everything else that happened and how far their the parents took it isn't justifiable but for her aspect like her involvement in it, it's like her hands were tied. Like rock in a hard place like what what could she have done? Yeah, I mean in high school. You really can't do much <laughs> Exactly like you're about yeah. to go to college like your parents are like no. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm saying
1: That's what it goes back to the uh, like you You, you can't blame, like she's stuck in that situation. It's her parents. She can't do anything You know like you can't you can't get upset <laughs> But I, that, that's what imagined. got you in the gym. You're like let me get big so I can prove them wrong
0: yeah, so I like, started getting in the gym and then I got hurt. So I haven't been going to the gym. I I'm a I'm a small guy. Well, small, like as in muscle build. I'm six foot or five eleven, six foot on a good day. Six uh-huh. foot with shoes on. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's the same as us, bro. Yeah, six foot with shoes on, five eleven <laughs> with no shoes on. Yeah. Um and I, I weigh the heaviest I've ever been was one fifty five, and that was like peak, like breakup, like revenge. Really? That was that was my heaviest my normal weight that i sit around now is like 130.
1: i'm at 165.
0: Bro. that's like ideal for
1: sitting me sitting pretty no ideal for me i want to i used to be uh before i moved to F- florida i was at like it was 178 to 183 was my five pound rating range mm-hmm. and then i moved to florida man and i switched from power lifting to like a bodybuilding style format Of lifting weights and it it dropped 10 more 10 15 pounds and now i'm just kind of fluctuating at like 165 to 170 ish Mm
0: -hmm. fuck it
2: i got that jonah hill thing where i'll like gain and lose weight in like two days yeah yeah no like fucking what was i fat like eight months ago, I was like When was I fat? <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. Well, it's really really when was the last time? Oh I was
1: fat? no.
2: Cause like I joined and then I got kind of fat when I got to the shop. Then I started running again. Then I stopped liking that because I was depressed. But no, basically, yeah, I was want say I was like it was like two twenty. And then I got down to one seventy, and now I'm
0: like two to two oh five right now. Yeah, if I could get just- to one one seventy five, like Muscle like that—that'd be great. But I have an injury on my right shoulder. I have a whole muscle group that shifted under my um, shoulder blade on my right side. So like shoulder press is hard for me now. Bench is hard for me, like because like the whole
1: what the it, hell? Like, it's
0: the muscle group that connects <laughs> in your neck right here. It's like all the way down is just it just hurts. Like just go you're ahead, like, video
1: go ahead and get you some fucking legs dude you just come out with massive tree trunks
0: <laughs> that's that's what i gotta do in in middle school and everything like you know how like guy, uh, guys were like in the weight room like trying to like show off and that was like yeah. the, the driver like yeah. me it was just, it was like legs because i had did soccer and basketball and a lot yeah. of it like basketball yeah you shoot a little bit but it's like it doesn't really get your arms defined it's like you're running up and down this court so much i was there was like football guys that easily had a hundred pounds on me and I was out like leg pressing them by like two, three hundred pounds easily. Like small guy, like Morning. I was short back then, and I'm just moving this weight with my legs. And they're like, "What?
1: Legs? Legs are so much fun to have. It's like a, it's like a random skill. Like when you go bowling with your friends on like a Friday and you you end up sh- like bowling five strikes. You're like, yeah, I'm good at this." Average game, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, no big deal. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, it's just like that. And you show up, and you're like, yeah, I, I do legs, and I'm you're like, oh, mad. Man. You're
0: like, oh, I'm playing so bad, and you're like, yeah, you're yeah. Fifty points, <laughs> you're at like one twenty, and they're like, yeah.
1: what do you mean? Not doing as good as I normally do. Kevin, well, you well, said, uh, yeah. you said running. You stopped running because you got depressed. Is it be, you were depressed because you were running, or you couldn't run anymore because you were so depressed? That's like what you were thinking about while running.
2: No, like pretty much I was out in Afghanistan and this was right as coronavirus first started. So I want to say either like January or February of 2020. And like I was in Afghanistan. So it was like it was just kind of a bitch to run because like they had a track out there. But it was like the most ghetto track you can fucking imagine. I mean, at least they had something. But like to get to the track was a mile away. Oh no. So I'd have to run like a mile about rolling my ankle every step, then like a yeah, flag workout. Yeah. And, and then run back. Right. But like I've been used to running, you know, six to ten miles. So like it wasn't the distance that was the problem. It was like the terrain. Like when we were in DJ Um in Africa, they had paved roads everywhere. So it was super easy to run mm-hmm. in. But in Afghanistan, like you're rolling your ankle every fucking time you run pretty much. Yeah. And then after a while, I'm just like, This is kinda not it, you know? Like I don't even know what. It was like I just I stopped enjoying it, I think.
1: Did you do an alternative where you just like I'll just eat less? You're like fucking
2: no. I'll eat less. That's where I screwed up is that <laughs> <laughs> I was I was still eating like I was running ten miles a day, but I wasn't doing it like I wouldn't even go into the gym. I mean they shut the gyms down like a week after what? that. So it's like, yeah, like they shut down the gym. They they shut down everything, bro.
1: Yeah, I got lucky. Um, they didn't shut my gym down. Yeah, no, actually, no. Shut- I think I think they did for like a week before I got there, though. So I showed up oh, and yeah, go- we just fine. good to go.
2: No, dude, like you, you had dudes like taping water bottles to poles, like they're in fucking jail. Like those mm-hmm. workouts, for like the one guy's holding the towel, and you're like that. And it just like if you wanted to do it, it, there was there was a way. But it's like, yeah, I I, I had never been into weightlifting. Like I did a little weightlifting in high school, but running was just kind of my thing. But like
1: Yeah,
2: you, you I just kinda of stopped enjoying it. And then it's like every time I look on the news, everyone's dying back here at the house. So it's like I don't know, man. I think it
0: was just kind
1: JJ, of two
2: different
0: things.
1: JJ, how did uh COVID affect you? Or did
0: That's it I my COVID experience was so different than like most people's because so like 2019 before COVID hit was when I got out of that toxic relationship. Oh, no, I was I was living in Oregon. I, mm-hmm. I was living in San Antonio before then and was uh lived there for six months. And then this girl messaged me on Instagram. I moved back nine month thing. Terrible, terrible ending yeah <laughs> and you want to know what the last straw was uh, I oh no over this for this so percent oh long.
1: yeah i do the
0: last, the last straw like i could justify everything else that had happened what she like done said whatever like you know as mm-hmm. a toxic relationship man can like try to protect the other one but she huh. told me to my face and I'll fucking run with this. She's like, I don't believe in you ever getting to your dreams and succeeding in what you actually want to do. Whoa!
1: She go! i, yeah, I, I booked like, okay. the next fight out of this bitch. I
0: was like, okay. Like, why am I with somebody? Like, again, I could justify everything else. But, like, if you genuinely don't believe in me and my passions and what I want to do, then why am I with you? Why am I with yeah, somebody no, with dude. that isn't supporting me?
1: I'll show you. I think it's... You
0: might be able to see it. You see the uh, little...
1: My girlfriend got a little saying? thing, and it says "Mind over Matter." Yeah. You already know what it is. That other oh, says, oh, dude, I, well,
2: I'm what? trying to think of an equivalent that a man can say to a woman so that they
1: understand. That. I will never give you enough money to, so you can buy what you want. I will never, oh, I will never either. give you a child in your life.
0: No, because it's yeah. is like, I mean,
1: you will never yes, be a, yeah. a mom. You will never be a mom for as long as you're with me.
0: It's more like if the girl loves you and everything, and she wants to marry you, and you're like, I'll never marry you. Like, you'll never be my wife.
1: Yeah, that is true, yeah. You'll yeah, always
2: yeah. be nothing more than a wet hole to
0: me.
1: That, yeah, yeah. money, yeah. there it is. Toss me the Dude, rock. Yeah, hey,
0: fuck <laughs> yeah. <Flash. laughs> uh, yeah, so that happened, and then um, I moved to Florida because of it. Yeah, right? I was like, bro, I got to get out. I got to get out. <laughs> I had no money. I had used all my money in the relationship and everything. Um, huh. And so I moved to Florida in 2020, like April or April. Yeah. April 2020. Got to Florida mid pandemic. Right? Yeah. That's everything peak. Was down. Yeah. That's yeah. Peak. Like we broke up in like January, like December 2019. And then I had those four months to like be in my hole. And then after that hole, I was like, okay, let me get out of here. Like, I couldn't go back to San Antonio where my sister was living. So I moved here, and then I started knocking doors. Yeah. Like, I started going to people's houses mid-pandemic. Like, like acting as if nothing was happening. Like, I would go, knock on their porch, stand more than six feet back.
1: That's a I smart to them, time bro. to do that. Everyone's yeah. at home, bro. Everyone's <laughs> at home.
0: Everyone's home, bro. Like,
1: Money. I
0: know you don't got work. <laughs> like you can't go to the store you can't be outside <laughs> the There's stores no all
1: right. stores only open three hours and it's the nine to 12 so anytime after 12 walmart's closed got exactly. you right where i want you. yeah no bullshit yeah there was, go ahead. A,
0: there was a two month point where we weren't allowed to knock doors like we weren't allowed mm-hmm. to go out like it got really bad and but after that like here in florida like it was the same like it life continued as normal grocery stores were open nightlife started opening up like i
2: mean thank god you're in florida not like new york or california or something no
0: yeah exactly like i got out quick and i was like i was thankful to be here during that whole transition because it was it it was it was nice it was nice being here and like still living life normally while you like look around everywhere else and And it's it's like Everything shut down, nothing's working. Like,
1: yeah, it was like nice. that's uh, a job. yeah, that's what it was when I got back from overseas. I was like, all right, well, none of us have to work because they're only staffing like 10% of us right now because COVID. Mm. So I got back and I was just getting paid boo bucks to sit at home, so that was cool. But peak COVID, I was, yeah, I was like overseas. I got overseas at the end of May of 2020. That was, like, okay. peak COVID and riots, like, as a team. Yeah. Like, the the, yeah, ulti- you- the ultimate force.
2: You left right before I got back, because I got back in June then.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I was there for 4th of July and all of June, the hot-ass fucking months. And... I was scrolling through Facebook, seeing like Minneapolis on fire. Like, <laughs> I was like, "Holy Yo. shit!" <laughs> yeah, Iraq, I'm was so... First, I was like, "Man, thank God I'm in Iraq right now." <laughs> like, come on, what the
0: fuck? Yeah, That's no, when was... I got real
2: big into Twitter, dude, to start like. I just wanted to see what was going on. Yeah, and I'll, I'll oh, never forget man. that. That CN fucking. Screenshot. It seems like fiery, but mostly peaceful protests. Yeah, and it looks like the fucking city's burning. I mean, it, it was burning down behind this guy. <laughs> other, other than setting everything on fire, they were very peaceful. <laughs> like, bro, yeah, no, zero businesses
1: survived, but all the people did.
2: That that is what got me about this whole thing. Is like we're riding in the name of systemic racism, right? But all the businesses that were burning down are largely owned by minorities so like if hey i care about you so much i'm going to burn your business down
1: <laughs> i'm doing this for you shut up
2: i'm stealing <laughs> i'm stealing this tv in the name of racial equity like get
1: the yeah wow. you you understand you're black oh. <laughs> like what <laughs> pt don't make no sense yeah no nope.
2: but Hunt like, the good stuff, though. That opened a lot of people's eyes, like, yeah. just to see how much we're being manipulated. Like, I remember um, that was when I kind of first was, like, aware that the news was, like, really lying to us, was when they were like, oh, well, you can't take a shit outside because you're going to kill everyone with your coronavirus. But you can riot all the hell you want. Matter of fact, if you riot in the streets, it helps with coronavirus. I'm like, bro, that you can't
1: have both Wait a minute. What?
2: Like yeah, if I go to church, I'm gonna kill everyone. But if I go burn down a a building outside, I'm good to go. The like church,
1: I- the church is what got me. Uh, Judge, I see that cross on your neck though. You uh religious? If so, when'd you get religious? What was your like upbringing? Upbringing on religion?
2: I was just about to ask. Money. Mm,
0: see, I would consider myself more spiritual. Oh, like, okay. Here we go. I don't. The one thing I'll stand on is I believe there's a higher power point blank period. However, people want to manifest that, whether it's a he, a she, Buddha, Allah, cool. We believe essentially at the bare bones at the same thing, that there is a higher power. That's it. Like, I believe like everything is, it's science. Like it's, it's a little mix of both because there's atoms, atoms have frequencies and vibrations and everything moves. Everything is energy. Like energy can't be created nor destroyed. So at the end of the day, it's like you can believe in God. I believe in a God. However you want to believe it. Like if I'm talking to a, a Buddhist, it's like, yeah, we believe in – like I I agree in Buddha. If I'm talking to somebody who believes in Allah, I'm like, yeah, Allah.
1: We ought to but get just, you on here with uh, Brandon.
0: Like it's at the uh, end of the day. Yeah.
1: It's like an om- omnius.
0: <clears> Obvious, <throat> yeah at the end of the day like that's what i was growing up my mom is a hardcore i think it's roman catholic or just oh. like catholic like hardcore like sunday everyday church like she goes to church like multiple times a week now like now that i'm not home oh. like hardcore that way and so like that was like my life growing up and i never understood it like i still don't know a lot of stories in the bible yeah this that, or the other um <laughs> But it's like this, the cross for me, like I wear it, like the chain, it was all like a gift from like godparents and stuff like that. And like the pendant is like from my mom. So like for me, it's, it's more than what it like signifies for most people. But at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, I do believe in a higher power and you call it Christ. Cool. Other people call it Allah. Other people call it this. Like, it's just at the end of the day, for me, it's, it's the same bottom line principle of like there's a higher power out there how did you
1: uh how did you get to that conclusion
0: uh seeing everything that like the church you know like the bad things that were associated with the church and just like really looking at other religions and like looking at the good parts looking at the bad parts and they all have the good parts they all have the bad parts and living in oregon it was like i was always around more hippies that believed like in that stuff like then natural way of life and order and like there's just so many like inner interlaceable things like in in uh i was christian for a little bit and in in that like catholic and christian they're always like uh, ash wednesday right yeah. you were born from ash and you return to ash and that just like cemented my idea further of like we're all energy and it can't be destroyed and we just go through these different forms yeah throughout uh years and years and years yeah. Yeah. Go it's ahead. a weird thing, dude. Like I I
2: think it's an interesting point how like we're all whatever you call God, he, she, they, whatever the hell. I like to think that if you revealed what God was to me, I probably wouldn't even be able to see it much less understand it. Like it would be on a dimension so so complex that like my human brain couldn't interpret it. So I think I think that's kind of the reason why we we label like a god as as he or she or whatever mm-hmm. just cuz like we we can't really conceptualize what it actually is much less put or, a name to it yeah
1: or anything more powerful than a human.
2: Yeah, that's a, I mean that that to me is the problem that a lot of people have is like they view humans as the apex like of the whole universe. But it's like you you can't take the fact that we're the apex on Earth and extrapolate that to every everywhere. Yeah,
1: if we can't create life right now, what makes you think we could have done it three hundred thousand billion years ago or whatever it is? You know, like there's no way, in my opinion, that God is a human. I don't believe it because of that. Like if if we can create life, like now which, from my understanding, we can't, then we definitely couldn't do it three billion years ago, so there's no way this this higher power is a human, which got me to step back from the organized religion. Because, I mean, th- that's what it's... Uh, from my understanding, all growing up, I and mean, what I was kind of told, or what was engraved in my head, whatever I thought, was that... <clears throat> People believe in this high person that directs them in the direction, you have to go this way, you have to go this way, Uh, you do what I say, if you fuck up, I hate you, and you need to come back on Sunday so that we uh, can talk about this, because this is a no-go. So that was my understanding.
0: (laughs) You know, it's Saturday night, you go out, you're railing lines of blow, like you're railing (laughs) hookers, like... Oh, don't worry, just wake up, go to church on Sunday, and be like, Father, I did this, this, and this, and oh, it's okay, you're absolved of your sins.
1: Yeah, wait a minute, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) that just don't make no sense.
0: That just doesn't, one plus one does not equal two right now, like.
1: Yeah, no, but uh, stepping back a little bit, we did talk about a couple of your past relationships, your grieving process, all of that, what are your hopes for your future relationship or your future family? What are you looking for? What are you striving for?
0: You know how we were talking about accept acceptance and like forgiveness and, or we were talking about forgiveness, but a point that I had thought of is like in the grieving process, like I think there's a lot of little steps and for other, like for a lot of people it can be in multiple ways. Cause you know, like you look up online and they always say like, it's this way and that way, but it's like, we're all humans. We're all different. We all, our minds are all a little different. So the steps may be a little like out of order for some. So I definitely agree with like, forgiveness is a huge part of it, but also like acceptance is like a massive part of it for me. Like just accepting like, like the saying, it is what it is. Like it is what it is. Like this is the reality I'm living and there's no negative or positive. It just, it it is like it depends on what side of the line you you stand on. Like if you're in the middle, you can see both sides. But if you're on one side, then you're only going to see the negative. If you're on the other side, you're going to try to only see the positive. So for me right now, I've accepted that I may never feel the way that I felt about this girl and wanted to do the things that I was doing for this girl for anybody else. Like I've accepted that in yeah. myself because during the whole two years thing, it was like – i was looking for people like that person whether it was physically mentally like personality wise it was like if they in some aspect resembled that person i was like that's the person i'm gonna like try to talk to at the bar essentially so now like i've accepted like i'm not i may never feel that way so now it's finding that the the people or person that will always be there for me like through the lows, through the highs. And I already know who that person is. Um, I just had never gone to the point of accepting like, you know what? Like, and because of like societal views, like they're always like, Oh, you have to have this one person. And like marriages, like there's all these little social constraints and like, like human made things that are like, you have to like, life is like this and marriage is like this. And it's like, no, like now with like everything coming out, like the polyamorous people and like, when I was younger, like LGBTQ and stuff like that was like, not huge. Like trans wasn't huge. Like all that wasn't like massive and they weren't pushing societal norms. But I did, I did think of like, well, I could have multiple wives, you know? And like people back then, like if you would have said that back then, people were like, that's crazy. Like that's insane. But now what I'm hoping for my future is, um, to have somebody there for me, that'll be there through the highs and lows. And, whoa we'll, like we like a life partner not a romantic yeah. partner but a like a life partner
1: yeah the first thing I uh, told my girlfriend like dude it was like day two like I woke up the night after we spent or met each other and I was like look I'm not looking for anything other than a best friend right now that's it I need a best yeah. friend because now, in her eyes, she sees oh, he needs a best friend. He's looking for a supportive f- friend. He's looking to be as close to this person as possible. Like there's no there's no boundary there of of boyfriend girlfriend. So yeah, yeah I I agree, man. There's a, there's a lot of pressure society put on puts on you, but it's important to. Put point your finger, like put your finger on exactly what you want, because to a woman that is extremely attractive. Like yeah. coming up to a woman and saying, "Look, this is what I'm looking for, for my future, for my children." A grown-up woman will be like, "Damn, this man's got it together. He knows what he yeah. wants, and that's what they desire." In my
0: opinion. Kev, I want to hear. From Kev I feel like I haven't heard from Kev a lot this. This this talk.
2: No, women want men that are decisive and not like, oh, this is what I want to do with our life. Like that's you need to have that. Yeah. But like even the little shit like, oh, what do you want to eat? Like oh, if, I, I, if I had a dollar for every time I asked my wife what she wanted for dinner, and she gave me like a straight. I probably. You probably man, what?
1: <laughs> man, man would be buying her in St. Laurel
2: yeah <laughs> you're lying yeah, yeah. yeah i was like what do you want what do you want for dinner and it's like lockdown oh
1: no
0: I'm, is he lagging for you too yeah
2: am i am i, am I good now uh, and he's live
1: <laughs> we're back baby
2: sorry about that no if you I'm had a dollar
1: for on. every time uh you asked oh, your wife yeah, what no. you wanted if, to eat you'd what
2: if i had a dollar for every time She gave me a straight answer on what she wanted for dinner. I'd have less than $5 probably. It's like you can tell, too. Like women want to be led in like everything. Like go to the grocery store, Trevor, and like let Marissa walk in front of you. And watch how like she naturally moves behind you.
1: Oh, my God, dude. No, we just had this fucking. Okay. We were in the grocery store yesterday, bro. (laughs) Yesterday. And I was like, before we even got in, I was like, what do we need? And we pointed out the two things we need. We go, we get what we need. I was walking in front, and then when we have everything we need, we're on our way to the self checkout line, and she's walking behind me because I know I'm being line, be lining straight to the self checkout line because I'm not buying shit else. So I got what I need, and she like gets distracted by some band aids, like different color band aids. Oh,
2: dude,
1: and she's like, "Wait, women wait, that. come look!" And I had to stop. I had to about face and fucking turn around and look at these bandits. And I'm like, oh, my God, what is it? She's like, can we just, like, relax and enjoy our life? Like, we're not in a rush to do anything. And she's right. I have been struggling with that, and I've pinpointed that. That's what Tennessee this last trip kind of taught me a little bit. But at the same time, my, my solution to her, I was like, you know what? I'll just walk behind you from now on. We'll see how it goes.
2: <laughs> no, that ain't, bro, because she's gonna wander everywhere, dude. Like <laughs> when then go to the grocery store. Let's like, say Trevor, you know, you know, you need to get a can of Febreze from the store. You're gonna walk right to the can of Febreze and walk right out. Get get Marissa and Floor in there, and they'll walk around the whole store, and then they'll get to the Febreze last.
1: Or forget they went there for Febreze. Yeah, and they okay. come home without the Febreze. <laughs>
2: No. and Anyway, though, kind of going back to the start of it. Uh, women, there, there's a need for a man to be the leader, I think, in every relationship. Like, not like yeah. tell her everything to do, but I think the dynamic works best when, like, the man is in charge and the woman is largely submissive. Yeah. Now, the flip side of that, though, is, like, you can't be just some bitch Oof. that, like, doesn't know how to make decisions and do hard shit.
0: Yeah. No, exactly, and I agree with the like the largely part, because like at least for me personally, it's like I don't mind being that guy that's in charge and making all the decisions and stuff like this, yeah, but I won't lie like there's times where I don't want to make a decision, like, mm-hmm. please just make a decision for me. like I've made decisions in my work life, I've made decisions like in our relationship, like all these things, like I've been the <laughs> forefront of this, and sometimes I just want to sit back and relax and have things decided for me yeah
2: yeah not i was like not not every not a hundred percent of the time because i'm the same way sometimes
1: man yeah but you can't have that when you want it though is the issue that's the fucking issue because i went to yeah that's what i'm saying like i sometimes i do want you to make the decisions for you but it's not going to be in the grocery store where you're in front is what i'm saying like yeah there are some times where we could stop and look at it but I want you to be able to like. There's sometimes she she chooses dinner, and that's money, bro. Those, it just comes down to the communication. I said, I she's like, "What do you want for dinner?" I said, "I'm not picking a damn thing." That forces her to pick something. Like I will stand mm-hmm. my, like I I will not pick anything. I don't know what I want. I don't have any idea. And then that forces her to look it up. And then she goes, "Well, we got Chick Fil A, whatever." And then goes down the line. <clears throat> but yeah, it, bad, you you, know. you do you do need a little decisiveness from the woman a
0: little bit yeah so it's like selective decisiveness mm -hmm. i think yeah so for me i guess for like for my future relationship going back to the question it's like i want somebody who um like just supports me you know like supports and like the dreams that i want to do and like get there because i've I've been 25 years on this earth, and for at least half of those years, I've been searching for this romantic love, like, movie, like, societal, like, oh, my God, like, that's the one. And I found that, and it didn't work out. Yep, me too.
1: It's
0: it's like, where where do we go from there, you know? It's like, what's the best case scenario for us? And it's like, those people that are there through thick and thin.
1: You got to take society out back. Cock the Gat and blast the brains out, bro. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> seems different, you know. Like. Yeah. No. One. Uh. One thing, and I told Kevin about it. We were listening and watching. I want to say like a Kodak Black music video. We do that on a free time a lot. I really enjoy watching the music videos. It shows where they come from, and actually, Lil Durk has been my favorite. I'll talk to that a little later. But we uh, we were watching the video, and I t- it was in this chair. She was sitting right behind me, and I was like, you know. We'll be rich one day, and her answer was, "I know, baby." And this was like three, three months in. She wasn't living with me yet, and I was like, "Oh, well." <laughs> she goddamn <Yeah>. right. <laughs> like, yeah, like, it's yeah, you're you're right, man. The uh, the support, and I actually I messaged her uh, when I was up up north with Kevin, and I said, "Look, I really appreciate the support you give me. It's mm-hmm. something I haven't had before, and it's something I don't know how to act with yet." So give me some time, but it is important to say that you appreciate the support too.
0: Yeah. Like, would you agree that like the support, like being, it's hard to say that, but like being damaged individuals, like yeah. not broken, but just being damaged individuals, like it's hard for us to, at least for me, it's hard for me to a hundred percent believe and see my potential the way other people see it, you know? Cause like oh, I'm in my body.
1: Yeah. No, that's a great word to use. Potential dude. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, I put clothes on and everything, and people were like, like, growing up, people were like, oh, you look good. I'm like, yeah. oh, cool. Like, I didn't, I don't think I look good. It's like a, a way to put it. Like, I didn't think I look good, but like, there's what you think, and then like how it appears. Yeah. And like, that support is so huge to like have somebody that like, yeah, well, sees that's, potential.
1: yeah, that's, I mean, if you look up on our website, I actually haven't pulled it up right now, but it's what started this podcast <laughs> like it really is what started this podcast i mean kevin saw my potential uh when i was depressed he saw i had re- little to no support and he helped me out and then now we're here today it that's the goal for us in this podcast is to provide that support so you can reach your full potential because there is so much potential in each and every human being the brain itself is an unbelievable device dude. <laughs> like it's just it's unbelievable and everybody has one. Every male has one. And the males are what's getting shot down mostly in my eyes and that's what I relate to. Maybe I don't, I don't know the female side because that's not what I have experience with. But the males are getting shot down when they run into the first speed bump because you're not allowed to be sad. Now you get yeah. no support because if you want to be sad, no one's going to support you. Society says you're not allowed to be sad. So now you suffer in silence. Well, I suffered in silence and that got me divorced and on the brink of death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's it's it, oh, that's why that's why my uh that's why my my face changed when you said potential because it, it's, it's something that strikes home for sure. Yeah. Kevin, Kevin taught me that, Kevin taught me those that like that way of thinking.
2: Yeah, dude, it's like I, I just think the worst thing in life is wasted potential. And if like I, I've seen so many people throughout my life that could do amazing things, but then they don't because they don't believe in themselves. Other people don't believe in them. Mm-hmm. They don't have ways to kind of deal with whatever life throws at you. And it's just depressing, frankly. It's like, imagine what we could be like if everyone lived up to their full potential. Yeah, if
1: everyone saw their potential, like Elon Musk sees the potential. Yeah, and it's Literally. like, well,
2: okay, well, we, we have that problem. How do we fix that? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a pretty big undertaking but, like, one thing that I wanted to do was create, like, a space where men could be vulnerable with other men. Like, I shout out to women, but I think – I don't think personally that a man should really cry in front of a woman.
1: Here's uh, – you are not how – many, how many groups do you see? You have the female group and the man group. Female group goes out. How much do they talk – how much yeah,
2: non-binary?
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's
2: a
0: spectrum. Yeah,
1: let's just put the whole spectrum out on the dinner table. No, the, the female group, if there's four of them, four or six, let's say, a group going out, they, they could cry, they will talk about their past relationships, they will talk about their emotions, it could be anything. They could go out to dinner or go out to a club. A male group will go out, they will talk about that girl's butt, that girl's dress, they will talk about maybe money that I have or don't have they will talk about the car or whatever recent thing I just got that makes me look cooler they will not talk about what the hell is going on in their head and if they do it will not be in a public place yeah. where where do you the the issue I ran into is once I stopped drinking now I got a problem where I'm not meeting any friends because that's a thing to do that's the societal norm now you can come on here meet a friend whatever it is and talk about it.
2: And the yeah. downside, too, is then if everyone's putting up this face of like, oh, I'm great, dude. It's like if you're the one who isn't great, it's like, well, OK, well, then that, who, who do you relate to now? If, if everyone around you yeah. you
0: think is doing swimmingly and you're not, you just yep. feel more alienated. Oh, yeah. See, like growing up for me, like I'm an emotional person. Like now I realize, Amen. like I wear my emotions on my sleeve and growing up, like I never realized it like. Most of my friends, like, good friends, were females. Like, I didn't really open up and talk with guys. Why? Because it's, like, yeah, I had this persona of, like, oh, I played sports with them. And, like, how you said, like, new girlfriend, new car, this, that, the other, blah, blah, blah. blah. But, like, when I went home and I was alone or I was, like, sad or something, like, the only person I could turn to was, like, these girls that, like, understand, like, emotions. And, yeah. Like, could could see me through Yeah, no.
1: Girls. That's uh one thing that does help in a relationship. I mean, Kevin saw it this, this past week and a half or whatever. When my girlfriend came up, she was able to see my past. How hard is it for a girlfriend that you've been with for five months to go up to your past life, see where you lived with your ex-wife, see where you spent all your time with your ex-wife? How hard is it for that? It's so important for you to be able to talk about your past because your past is what makes up your emotions. The past is what makes up how I think right now. If I can't tell you how I'm thinking right now, how are we supposed to get along? You need to understand how I'm thinking so that you can predict when I get mad or you can predict when I'm sad. Because that's what's also that's a step up from every other relationship. If you know when I'm going to get mad and you can leave me alone, that stops me from getting mad times two. Because if you don't leave or, me alone when I'm mad, I'm going to get real pissed. You know? Or
2: just to understand the context. Like... Like in your situation, mm-hmm. something might upset you more than it would yeah. be, but only because of what happened to you before. But it's yeah. like if Marissa or if your girlfriend don't know that, then she's not gonna be like she's just gonna think you're getting overly upset. Yeah. It's much
1: something. harder for her to accept your emotions. So I did wanted to bring that up to you. Um that is something that you should be looking for in your next relationship if you haven't thought about it yet. Because being able, like, especially saying you're emotional, I relate to that a lot. That's, uh, yeah. That's what me and Kevin always talk about. He's more of the logic part of the podcast. I'm more of the emotional part. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just how it is. Like, I, I, I don't know anything about that subject. I'm curious how genes and heritage and all that shit affects that. Um, I don't know. Um, just within men.
0: genes he and heritage? What do you mean?
1: Like, like what makes me more emotional than Kevin? Is it how I was raised or is there a, A DNA that I have that he doesn't or that he has that I don't you know what I'm saying? What what is changing it to where I'm more emotional and I can produce More almost more quality emotions, but Kevin can produce more quality logical thinking. You know what I'm saying? It's I don't I don't know what affects it, but it's it's an interesting thing that me and him have definitely realized within the podcast
0: yeah, no, I, I definitely love the, the male, like, self space. Like, again, shout out to all the other humans, women, whatever, whatever you like to call it. Yeah, with. yeah. Uh, um, but, like, men's suicide rate is, is high. It's, it's it's up there. Like, and men don't talk Matter about Matter of it. fact, like,
1: I got it right here. Four out of five oh. suicides are men. 93% of workplace facilities are men. That's OSHA 2013. Men dropping out of college, 38% of college students are men. Sentenced to 63% of more prison time for the same crime. Men have all the money and power. And if that is true, why can men not talk about their problems?
0: Exactly. And it's not just like, it's not like a, uh, like a, not to bring this into it, but it's also, I do want to make this point. Like, it's not just a race thing, you know, like, it's not just white men. It's not just black men. Like, it's men, period. Like, men across the board. Because me, personally, like, I had an experience when I was young. And I'm I'm a from a Mexican background, and like, wait, back in the- you're
1: Jew? You said Jewish? No, Mexican. Oh,
0: I I oh, I heard the word that you okay, were <laughs> yeah, okay,
1: okay, All right. All right. All right. But it
2: was like it's it's a it's a derogatory word. I'm like I don't think anyone. I
1: can't bring this stuff. up. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, man. Go ahead.
2: My bad. My bad.
0: No, 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 I, I come from a Mexican background. In like 20 years ago, like in like. Mexicans were, like, the most to- – like, in my opinion, because I lived it it's, like, one of the most toxic masculinity places ever. Like, they don't talk yeah. about their feelings. Like, they're the head of the household, like, point blank period. Like, the wife cooks, yeah. cleans, and that's it. Like, the men go out, get money, or, like, work, work. on the farm or whatever, <laughs> yeah. and then come home. Like, the wife would have the, the meal ready. Like, my mom would do this. My mom would get scared. Not scared, but, like, how I could see, like, if she didn't had, if she hadn't started lunch – for my dad, before he got home, like she was worried. Like, if we were out at the store, she's like, Oh, we got to get home. Like, I got to, I got to start dinner or I got to start lunch. Like, yeah. for my, from, for your dad or blah, 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 blah. Like, that was Mexican culture. I had, I had a relative die on very early on in my life and I couldn't grieve it. Like, I couldn't cry about it. I couldn't do anything. Why? Because I was a man, because I was a boy. At eight, eight nine years old, I was forced to shove my feelings down. And not talk about them, not feel them, and just suffer in silence. And it's a lot of, it's a big reality for men across the board, regardless of race. It's like that's what happens.
1: What What would you say? Because it's definitely more mainstream now for a man, and that's it's at least getting more mainstream. I think COVID affected it, but that's why I've hopped on this podcast. That's why we started it is because we think we got something early. Do you think there was a specific event or situation that caused men to speak up more? Because especially, like, I don't know if you listen to Juice World or XXX, all that, like, that came up I don't it's a couple years ago. Shout out to Juice World, home of Foxmore High School. Shout out to everyone that goes there. You already know what it is. 708. Let's go. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, But. But yeah, do you think there's there's one thing that changed it or was it this new generation coming up? Me and Kevin always talk about the generational differences. This yeah. was definitely more emotional. You can't argue that at all. It's definitely more emotional. Could that have been just it?
0: I honestly think it's it's a it's a lot of things in play, honestly. Like how you said like generational, like that definitely has a part to play in it. What the what the percentage of these parts are, I I couldn't tell you. But I definitely think like the generational gap or like how different generations are, like from one to the other, like has a big part to play in it. Um the talk, just like um talking about these issues and like yeah. being vocal about it. People like Juice World, XXX, um, those are the main two that come what to was mind. Trippy but, red,
1: trippy red.
0: Trippy red. Like all those artists and all those famous people, like celebrities, which is just a fucking. You know, that's yeah. a whole other topic. For but a lack these, of better term, yeah. For a lack of better term, all these celebrities talking about it and making it more of an issue and like present and like, in a way, for lack of better words, like shoving it down people's throats, like and making them realize, like shoving it in their face, like look, like this is the reality. It of was it. the same. It
1: was the same way they shoved down your your emotions. The same way we shoved them back up, straight yeah, up.
0: It's. Like, Yep. Yeah, sure, yeah, it was a it was a good old
1: <laughs> it was a good old ass blast. Hold Not on, I got my charger alarm. No, sure. Yeah, no, we're good, we're good. We're, we'll take a pause real quick. We'll be right back. And we're back, baby.
0: I also do think, like, I do want to say, like, something that I think has made it easier for men to like talk, talk about mental health and like their emotions and stuff like that is like the. I don't even like, good women, I guess, or just, like, women in general, how, like, they've always been, like, it's okay. Like, have you ever, like, started crying and, like, like a girl was, like, it's okay to show your emotion and you're, like, you do the, like, the whole... I'm fine. Fuck
1: you. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm, fine. Not even, I'm not even that mad. <laughs>
0: and they're, like, it's okay for you to, like, feel emotion this or that and, like, I think that's been huge of, like, them holding that line of, like, you can show emotion, like, it's okay, like, don't yeah. get me wrong, there's those women and, and other people that are, like, what are you doing? And like, they take that as a sign of weakness, but like for the majority, it's like having that safe space and them holding that line. I told Trev in the little break that we had, Kev, I want to ask you, like you being more of a logical person, since me and Trevor, both like the more emotional types, how does a logical person like yourself deal with the grieving process or deal with like grief or tough instances in your life?
1: And to add to that, I- I would like to ask if you think it is easier in a way from what you understand cuz you it's see
2: easier to then, deal with grief
1: than like me dealing with my grief cuz you see oh, me deal with yeah. my grief right yeah yeah oh yeah go ahead
2: no um what helps me is just laying out the facts like if there's a situation where I'm grieving right like someone dies or my friend fucking is either going to kill himself or not, or I mean, my wife hasn't left me yet. Thank God. But (laughs) if if she did, right. what, What my course of action would probably just be is like looking at the facts. So like if anything happens, okay. I know that. I know that it happened obviously, but like, how am I going to get out of it? Okay. This is the steps that I'm taking now that are going to help lift me. And that's like stuff that I know is going to help like reading for me, my Bible or going to the gym, talking with other guys. So like, if I had a process where I was gr- in grief, let's say some bad happened, I would really just start by examining and looking at what I'm going to do pretty much that I know is going to benefit me in some way. So it's, I, I almost say it's easier as a logical person just because, like, there's not really much confusion to it. Like, I can look yeah. at what makes me happy and what I know to make me healthier. Mm-hmm. And then it's as simple as just doing it. There's really not a whole lot of guesswork to Do it. Do
1: you? So I've mentioned uh, previously, I think it was with an episode with Tommy. Like, I went outside. I. It was like I, I cried for five minutes, put on a song so I could think about it, and then stopped the song so I could cry again. Do you ever end up, like, getting emotional before you start the logical process or during it to where you got to yeah. stop yourself? And, and what's that look like? Like, how no, emotional? So I mean, of course it depends on the situation.
2: Um, yeah, it depends on the situation. Usually for me what it is is, like, I just kind of get pissed off about something. But like my problem is that like a lot of the times I get pissed off about something and I don't really know all that that goes into it, right? And like, fuck, dude, I just totally. Then, lost my then you off. then you
1: kind of see how how it's kind of yeah
2: yeah so like like why like
1: why you're getting pissed off at something you don't understand yet?
2: Yeah, it's it's like I understand that it's upsetting to me. But then I also understand that I don't understand yeah. Enough, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. No,
1: yeah, we yeah. talked about it when I was up there. It's like the the easiest thing that you could do for yourself is realizing how much you don't know.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would it would be like this, Trevor. If you um, really needed to go lose weight, let's say, and I don't, I would. Yeah, I know you don't, obviously. But like, imagine you were really fat, right? <laughs> and I wanted you to lose weight because I thought it would help you. <laughs> you You may have lost five pounds in that week alone, but I don't see that so like in my head, you're not making any progress, but the scale is going down but because I don't know that, it doesn't look like there's been progress made, mm-hmm. and so now i'm I'm pissed off at you, but like only because I can't see the the entirety of the situation yeah but I, i'm I'm very self aware in what I do get in those kind of funks, I guess you, yeah. you could say like i I just get pissed off and then what really helps me, dude, is just, like, taking a step back and having some perspective. Like, whatever happens, you, like, at the end of the day, I have my health. I have a really big toolbox for solving most problems. I'm a religious person, so that makes me worry about yeah, shit wait, way yeah. less.
1: Yeah. No, um, Now, uh, JJ, you asked this question to him, but we didn't really dive too deep into your general grieving process. Okay. So as an emotional person, what is your kind of general if you have one or if you can kind of just look back right now and see like it's kind of pieced together now?
0: Yeah, it's more it's more like I would say I'm in the middle of both. Like Trevor, you say you're an emotional person like oh, straight yeah. on head through. <laughs> oh yeah. And then you say you're more a logical person and I'm I'd say I'm in the middle. Like I, I'm more towards emotional than logical but i do see like i do plan out the facts and how you were saying like you get pissed off like there's moments when i get pissed off too like in my grieving process like i get upset and how you were saying like you kind of have to like come back and realize like you don't know everything and it's like that's where the emotional side kind of gets stuck on my end because it's like there's like that confusion it's like well i did i like i see the facts why did this this and this like why didn't it like pan out or whatever and like you get mad you get confused and then you like get yeah. stuck in that right is it
1: like you 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 have so because for me it's like i i realized the situation i become self-aware that's another question yeah. i want to ask you and you're like why the hell is this emotion still happening mm-hmm. have you you ran into that yeah yeah go ahead uh, no, keep going but
0: like I guess my, my grieving process has definitely changed over the years like from like growing up and becoming wiser and like reading into more self-help books and stuff like that and like religion and spirituality and stuff like that. But definitely I would say now my grieving process is before I would avoid sitting with my emotions, like I would avoid – like I would do everything in my power to like mask the situation or like distract myself from these emotions and like try to purely like fixate on the logical – like aspect of like okay well I know if I go to the gym it'll make me feel better. Or if I go do this and I do that. Like these are the steps that I need to take to like feel better. On like um uh, that I know like would make me feel good. Like oh I need to go like some retail therapy or this, that or the yeah. other. Um and I would just avoid the emotional aspect of it. But now definitely my grieving process is like the realization part so like something bad happens right and i sit with the emotion like now i just i just sit there like i sit in the pain like and before that was bad like you never really wanted to sit in it because then it could dig you deeper but yeah i think because like i got to that low point and like i've i've done the steps to like raise that floor like now it's like i'm sitting in like a little instead of sitting in like a ocean i'm sitting in like a nice little like riverbed creek yeah
1: like, like a pond, sitting, pond almost
0: yeah, nice little pond like or i'm sitting on the beach like on the shallow end like the water's just coming up to yeah. my hips opposed to like above my head you know yeah like now it's like i'm
1: drowning i'm drowning, sitting, <laughs> I'm drowning.
0: <laughs> I'm drowning. Yeah, instead of drowning now i'm just like sitting in the water with like my toes in the sand like, yeah just feeling the emotions letting it like wash over me and letting it like experience it because there's this one thing that I told my friend we were on the beach and I was talking about how I was sad that I lost my grandma so on so early on in my life because like now my grandma won't yeah because now my grandma won't be able to like meet my future wife. Like she won't ever like hold my grandchildren. Yeah. And like that like that hurts. And I I completely lost my train of thought. Um, yeah,
1: no. Well, I'll just I'll let you think for a little bit. I'll go into a little bit of my mom and grandma. It, um, I actually looked up today. Lil Durk came out with a little deluxe for seventy two twenty. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're a Lil Durk fan, but this is. I wanted to touch on this a little bit because it's who I look back on to realize it happens to everybody. Like we all go through our shit. So Lil Durk, if you listen to Unhappy Father's Day, I can link it in the description below. He's talking about how he has all this money, he provides for all his homies around him but his kids have yet to play catch-a-ball with him. So he's talking 7220. I looked it up, and, of course, it is his grandmother's house where he used to reside with his extended family. And that is my exact story. <laughs> I yeah. used to reside with my grandma and the extended family in the house. But I did want to touch on that just a little bit. Uh, but to get you back on track, how long did it take for you to kind of find your grieving process. Because for me, I never had one. I It took me until I was 20, this, until my divorce to find my grieving pro- pro- process because I've never ran into such a situation to where I needed to find one. My grandma passed when I was uh, 13, 2013, so nine years ago, yeah, so when I was 13. I didn't have to find it then, I was a 13 year old. And my grandma passed, it's just someone I realized who's gone now. Then I grow up, growing up, growing up, growing up. Now I hit a divorce. Now I'm like, where's my grandma? At? And I'm like, oh, shit, this is pretty bad. I got a gun to my head. I need to find a process. So kind of how long or how many, I guess, obstacles did it take you, if you could kind of pinpoint it, did it take for yeah. you to find your grieving process? Because you, you, it's not just like, like someone listening to this right now might be going yeah. through a divorce. They're not going to be able to just, just listen to your words and be like, "Oh well, why don't I just go sit outside and I'll be fine after five minutes? That's easy, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying <laughs> right? and, and was it frustrating for you to kind of find your grieving process? How'd you deal with it?
0: Oh, it was definitely frustrating and um early on it, like I, I still believe like it's a work in progress. like I haven't outlined mm-hmm. it I haven't detailed it, I haven't put it on paper, and I remember what I was going to say before it was um money like there's ig- ignorance is bliss, right? But and like usually that's the quote like the standalone quote like ignorance is bliss But I like I challenge it and go a little further and go ignorance is bliss But there's beauty in pain like if you never experience pain like you can't really experience like the full life Is that a quote
1: pain from, pain from
0: pain. JJ? No, I is mean, that a I JJ
1: quote? I mean, Have you found that somewhere?
0: It's ours. It's Money!
1: <laughs> Money!
0: <laughs> like
1: ignorance is, Say it again. Say it again. Ignorance is bliss
0: Ignorance is bliss but there's beauty and pain and those are usually two standalone quotes but i like them together because it really like fills the picture of like yeah sure like if you avoid something you can think you're in bliss but like if you never like if you like beauty and pain like if you're if you don't go through that pain like do you really know like true beauty or like can you have beauty without pain like there's a struggle to everything in life there's like a struggle to situations. And so that's what I was like trying to remember. But how long did it take me to find my grieving process? Like it's it's a work in progress. I'm 25 years old. I'm still yeah. still trying to figure it out. Still Plenty of time, bro. And the biggest, I think, advice <sighs> that I could give to anybody is like if you have that one person that's like been with you through everything. It could be a friend. could be a sister. It could be um, your mom, your dad, like somebody that you're genuinely like super close with and have seen you at your lowest point or whatever. Like ask them. Like I had to reach out to like my future wife or future life partner of like, hey, like I was I was pretty intoxicated and I messaged her and I was like, Hey, how did I deal with like this in the past? Like you've been there with me, like you've you've seen me and like sometimes the grieving process is so subconscious, like it's you just do these things without thinking and like actually noting it and like being self aware that like it takes that question of like, Hey, what did I do when I was at my lowest before? And she listed it out. She was literally like, Well, you you did this and then you did this and then you kind of just push people away or like you went through your alcoholism. You went through shutting it down and then you like you push people away and then finally like you came around again. Yeah. And it's like it's seeing those steps and like being like, OK, well, I, I don't want to damage my liver and I don't want to like drown my emotions away. So how about I skip these first two, three steps and go to directly to like, hey, like I need help. Or like I need somebody to talk to about these emotions because I see myself going down this path. It's like with grieving and like hardships for me, it's like it's almost as if it's the same road, different scenario, different type, like same paragraph, different text, same story, different characters. And all you have to do is figure out like where those little shortcuts or like glitches or things are mm-hmm. to like circumnavigate that system. and To like,
1: make okay. to make those lows. Not as low. As low. Yeah. yeah.
2: It sounds like she's a real logical person. Um.
1: Yeah. yeah. When you were talking, you said my future wife.
0: Yeah. Future wife, future future life partner is a better way to put it. But yeah.
1: And why are you saying that?
0: Because we kind of agreed on it. Like right now, her situation is, is the law and we can get into it, it to give some backstory if you want. Send it. Um. Okay. So.
1: You wanna hey, one of your topics you gave me was grieving and the second one was love, so send it.
0: Fallen. Fallen. <laughs> she has been through she's twenty two now. Okay. So she's been through a lot of hardship in her own life. Uh divorced parents. <laughs> Sorry, Heaven, if you're listening to this and like I'm saying <laughs> <whatever. My>
1: names, <laughs> my names
0: have, Heaven. Heaven, okay. Um eh, kind of funny, right? Amen. <laughs> hey, something bro right like hey there are no
1: coincidences bro yeah I,
0: that's a point i believe in too like, like no all coincidences right. like everything happens for a reason <laughs> yep um so she's gone through it all like her dad just passed away recently like during covid um her like biological dad her parents are like we're divorced and everything um we've been in the trenches together like through it all like She's dropped me off at girls' houses. She's seen me at my lowest. She found me when, like, I was, like, when I tried to OD. Yeah. Like, she was the one that found me and, like, worked me through that. Like, she was the one that picked me up or, like, I went to talk to after I had, like, gotten taken advantage of. Like, she's been there for the successes, like, the bad, the good, like, all around all of it. And, like, I consider her a really good friend. And now, like, I'd consider her more like a life partner because, like, she's been through the highs and lows.
1: Was this, yeah, you did you mention her earlier, like, 30 minutes ago? This is the same person yeah. you're talking about, yeah? And yeah, okay, okay,
0: bitch,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, no, no, no. So, for me, um, like, a, yeah, so like why like do you, why are you pushing her away? Or why haven't you, uh, even like, like, what's stopping you from when we get off of this texting her, you're my life partner, I want to be with you.
0: She already knows. like we've already talked about it. Okay. Now.
1: So what's so okay. So where are you guys at?
0: Where are we at? Well, she's married right now to one of our other best friends. So she has a friend in the Oh my god She lived in Oregon forever and we had this huge friend group and we would all go to this one guy's house like a mutual friend And we would all party like it was a the wrestling house like if you ever knew like like that like it was like all yeah, the like, wrestlers like, yeah. like at the house like animal the house, click bro. yeah it was the click yeah yeah yeah. um so our mutual friend she went to the army hey I- <laughs> her, uh, she was a combat she's a combat medic that's what she is oh no oh no so i was gonna marry her for the benefits
1: my man <laughs> i didn't,
0: didn't end up working out and she married have so she married heaven and they're married right now with the benefits, and they live out in Colorado. Right Wait, now.
1: she? Is, is It's a lesbian relationship?
0: Yeah, but they're not, like, lesbian. They're doing it for the benefits. My
1: man! Hey, Bosa! Shout out to Bosa, my boy.
0: Oh. My his woman wants the benefits,
2: so.
1: No, no, no. The other friend. person does. Oh. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a, it's a give and take. It's just like Bosa. Bosa, uh, get, he's getting BAH. She's getting citizenship. Straight no, contract yeah, yeah. marriage from the Army, bro. Money. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah.
0: It's a symbiotic relationship. Like yep. you, you get a housing allowance, you get more stuff from the. You already army. know what like, it
1: is. Yeah. Hey, ask me it's why crazy. I was married in the first place.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, a lot, it's a big reason why a lot of people in the army. Oh like, yeah. Married like,
1: no. The divorce rate is through the roof in the army. It's almost one hundred percent. I would hazard to say it's eighty-five.
0: Yeah. So I would she's guess married 86.
1: Right eighty-six. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So so she's married right now, and she's doing her thing with them, but in, like, six months' time or, like, however long, um, the girl that she got married to, the one that's in the army, found a guy. And Let's they, go. they're going to get together. So they're going to go through the divorce process and everything. And Heaven had talked to me, and she was like – Heaven had talked to me, She's she was like, I don't think I'm ever going to get, like, romantically married. Like, I want a life partner, like somebody that's always going to be there, like this out of the other, like how I had mentioned. But she's like, I don't think I'm ever gonna like have.
1: Kevin, that. dude, yeah. I want Kevin to chime in on this, bro. I know exactly what you're about to say. Go ahead.
2: What? What do you think I'm about to say?
1: I think you're about to say, if this man ever touches heaven in any romantic way, she will almost have to say yes. She will not refuse him, especially if their life partners as best friends.
2: You mean if when she if she marries JJ and he. Tries to, like, make a move on her?
1: If she marries JJ... Yep. Yeah. Yep, 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 Money uh, is gonna happen. Yeah. My man. Uh yeah. No, if she marries JJ, just like the whole, uh like, it's hard to get... It's hard... When you meet a woman, she might be against abortion, but when you put a seed in her, she might be like, you know, this is my child. Like, the emotional attachment a woman oh, has.
2: Oh, like, she'll change her mind. Oh, yeah,
1: bro. Send care. it. Oh, yeah, bro. Yeah, get you on the track. No,
2: I mean... Like like if, if what you're talking about, like would would you guys be like having sex and shit and like
0: romantically involved? We could, yeah. yeah and I'm sorry, I, I again Heaven, I'm sorry if this is way too much information.
1: Yeah, sorry. Uh,
0: yeah. something, something that something that you know what? Hey,
1: you know what? Let me fill this out there real quick to help you out. Heaven, if you want to come on and talk with JJ, don't mind yeah. if you do. We're more than open to that. I'm excited. On
0: the way, yeah. something, something that she said, and this might be crazy because for y'all being like religious and everything like that but what she said from her mouth was we could be the swingers on the block money from three <laughs> no uh from the logo so that kind of that could change like it yeah. definitely could change like, we could get married and it could just be us in the future whatever but it's like it's in the standpoint of like i'm okay with her if she goes and talks to other guys or whatever it does that if that's what she needs because she knows if I go and talk to other girls, that's what I need, and she's not providing something that
1: okay. So, this is why you or. brought up the poly earlier.
0: Mm-hmm. Eh, not really, but no, just okay. Like, well, well, go back to dude, that thing. So, to
1: so then. So, so then, um, how do you see it panning out if she sleeps with someone before you sleep with someone, or you sleep with someone before she does in the future if you guys are married five years down the line?
0: At the end of the day, it's not, I don't, I really don't consider it like, like a communication, like you said, communication overall yeah. biggest thing, but I wouldn't even consider it as like cheating. If like, a we had the communication about it. And like, we, I just know, like, I wouldn't feel bad about it. Like, I'm like, okay, cool. So like, okay. At the end of the day, because I'm so confident in like knowing, like, yeah, it's my life partner. Like I'm her life partner. She's my life partner. Like whatever goes down, like that's one person I know, like will be there. And she knows, like, I will be there. Yeah. So and like, if she has a romantic love down the line,
1: I was gonna like say, like, she, that's something you guys need to like, like, like you said, you've pointed it out that like you have self-aware. You are self-aware enough to point that out to yourself, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Obviously, is she self-aware to point that out to herself? That's what it sounds like. And you guys, you guys don't see any. You, you, do you have any sexual attraction to her? Does she have any sexual attraction to you? Yeah, you guys have kissed or anything?
0: We've kissed. Oh, bro, close.
1: this is your wife, bro. Come <laughs> on, bro. This, this is your wife. wife you talking? That's about. your wife. You're talking about, dog. We,
0: we almost like. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. Like again, TMI. We were like probably like this close to like actually having sex, and then I said no. Like I was like, nah.
1: Man, and I will say, so my uh my girlfriend I'm with now, the first we met at a bar. We met on Gasparilla. At uh, okay, okay. you already know what it is. You um, already know. At Dub, at Dub, if you know what Dub is. <clears throat> Shout out to Dub for changing my life. Um,
0: a Dub, <laughs> catching
1: a Dub at Dub. You already know <laughs> what it is. Nah, now nah, I forgot where I was going with that.
0: Damn it, Trevor! You met Marissa at a bar, bro. Yeah, you met. Marissa. Yeah, I know
1: that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nah, no, it's, it's mean, like,
1: like, like uh, you you realize you got um. Yeah, I, I that's what it is, the turning down of sex. Um, she asked me the first night when we got back from the bar, she's like, look, if you don't want to do this, we don't have to do this. And that's when I was like, oh, so if I have the option, which I didn't normally have before in my previous relationship, it was, if you don't have sex with me, then I'm going to be upset and angry at you. Mm-hmm. Which, to a man, isn't horrible. However, when you're turning it's 25 soon, and you want to start having a family, that is an issue. <laughs> so it yeah. was, it is important. Uh, that is kind of uh, unique. There are no coincidences that uh, you turn it down. And the only reason I did not, and I will stand on my ground on this, is because of my past. I thought she would actually genuinely get upset, and I thought she would not talk to me again.
0: Yeah. Kevin, what, what do you have to say about this? You haven't talked in a second. So I want, oh. I want to hear. Yeah. Well, I'll it. put it like yeah. this Spit dude it. and uh, again
2: I'm just speaking personally Yeah. if I'm going into a long term serious relationship with someone yep. and I know that we're not going to be like exclusive to each other at that point I don't see personally I don't see a point to getting married Like, if you know that you're going to be with other chicks and she knows she's going to be with other men like if you're not getting married for like BAH or okay like no I have I have a
1: great I I I want to bring more out of you because I do know this from you Okay, let's let's say you and four are in that situation and you got Kendall Jenner on the line Is that a you guys are in that open situation because Floor is your best friend right you guys grew up in high school together I mean you guys been through thick and thin in the trenches. Yeah, she's, she's
2: pretty cool. She's yeah.
1: yeah, she's all right. It's whatever. I would never tell that to her face. Yeah, no, I would never, I would never let her know. Um, but if she did come to you, let's say a year from now, you guys already have a kid. This is your best friend in the whole world, other than me. Do you, do you you don't see yourself being able to work with that at all? That's a hard no.
2: If Flora came up to me and said she wanted to be in an open relationship, I said, you can walk out the open door right there.
1: Hey, right. Hey, uh, yeah. No,
2: yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. It would be a full stop. dude. I, I could see people like, if you're famous, right, then I could see it work. What like, about including
1: someone in the relationship as well? Sorry.
2: Oh, hell no. no? I don't think that's going to it, it wouldn't work. For, it wouldn't work for me.
1: No. That's for what you, I'm, you don't think you would, could handle it?
2: No. I, I think it would cause far more problems than would be worth for
1: more content pro fifteen huh?
2: minutes, yeah, no it, it, it would just be the, the juice wouldn't be worth the squeeze. I could see it being like if we were famous, like you think LeBron James' wife doesn't know he fucking screws other chicks on the road Is he both of course she
1: does of course she
2: does he both she, and, and she probably does the same shit, but she's married to him for access to that lifestyle, yeah. so it's like there's there's a a mutual benefit there. do but you like, ever see yourself? Me,
1: Say like, cause you know, floor is for sure the woman you're married to, for sure the woman you want to have your kids with.
2: Yeah.
1: Let's say you hit a million dollars, you're a millionaire. Cause we finna hit that. Not if. Yeah. It's a when. Win. When. When we yeah, hit when. that, you don't. You don't see yourself adding anything to that. You don't see so you 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 want to put that million towards for towards floor and towards your family, right? Yes. That's what I'm seeing too. All right. Like
2: like, like, if I had a, a billion dollars, would I divorce
1: and No, not divorce. No, that's not what I'm talking about. You guys are going to stay married. You have a billion dollars. You're going to stay married. Oh. You're going to still have your three children. And then you're going to say, look, I got a billion dollars. We have our children. We're living the lifestyle. We're 35 now. I'm a good looking male. I mean, come on. Look at you. I mean, you have, have you seen me. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't, you would rather, you'd rather, no, you'd, rather no. you'd rather shoot for shot. Yeah.
2: If I was in that situation, I would, I would look at putting my money into something that I'm going to see benefits for. Okay. I, I wouldn't want to be, like, just I'm not saying you're dumping
1: money into it. a woman. Jesus Christ, Kevin.
2: What do you mean? Like, if I had a billion dollars, <laughs> would I just be. Wanted to bring someone else into our relationship because yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, to you, yeah no, no. yes. It wouldn't. Okay. It wouldn't be worth it, dude. It, because to me, if, if I'm doing that right, all that I'm going to be using that person for as is far as is a a wet hole, money, plain and simple. And <laughs> but like me three. being in that wet hole for 15 minutes, or in Trevor's case, 30 seconds is not going to be worth
1: Marissa it. it's not <laughs> yeah it's
2: not it. going to be worth it bro like cuz that's the thing it. too like as men we don't get as emotionally <laughs> attached <laughs> as women when uh, we have sex water. so it's like i think i don't i don't know i i just don't think it would work for me personally Florence is yeah. a very jealous woman as i'm a yeah. very fucking jealous man like
1: yep me too like
2: if if I'm married to someone, I'm not gonna say she's my property. But that's like my freaking wife you're talking about, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it would just, oh,
0: it w- it wouldn't work for me.
1: So I'll JJ JJ that. yeah, what do you think about all this?
0: No, I respect it, bro. Like I I've always seen both sides to this coin when when like going down this path because like, I guess like when I think about it, it's like. When I think about her being with other dudes, it's kind of like a loan process, I guess. Kind of like you don't like saying like she's your property, but like in a way, for lack of better terms, it's like. Okay. This is the best way to put it.
1: I'm Go glad to- you. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> for lack of better terms. So <laughs> lack of better
0: man, <laughs> like, said you- Lord,
1: What's the interest rate on this hoe? <laughs> like,
0: if you can't handle the heat, like get out of the kitchen. You know, yeah. like type type of shit. Yeah. Kind of just like if. If I can't... How do I say it?
1: If you can't deal with someone being inside her, then you can't be inside someone else. No? That's how I see it. You're close. That's how I see it. If I can't... Yeah, if I can't... Let's just put myself in the room with the woman. Literally in the situation of a cuck. And he's watching another dude fuck my wife. Not a chance that I would be willing to fuck another woman for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I would not. Because in my eyes, I would be the second person. Because I would be too scared to fuck someone first. So she would fuck someone first. And then now I'm stuck in this situation where I don't think that's okay. And I'm going to go insane and start fucking everybody.
0: I think I think the best way I can put this is like I don't put sex as highly rated as everybody else because yep. because of like the grieving thing that I've gone through and like what I'm going through right now it's like with this girl that it didn't work out that I waited 2 years for right part of my grieving process was uh like they always say to get over somebody you got to get under somebody right you already
1: know what it is
0: yeah you already know what it is shout out so to I Fioc did- for
1: teaching me that one
0: Like, I did that, and and no shame, like, no, like, anything against myself. Like, I genuinely started to develop ED. Why? Because, like, sex was, it it started to feel like a task. It started to feel like homework. It started to feel like something that just, like, I had to perform, I had to provide, I had to do this, Like I had to do that. Like, when the girl came over, like, I was honestly not, I was like, yeah, I'm horny right now. Like, yeah, I could fuck somebody. but it's so much work yeah literally literally, like it's just like oh this is so much work like i don't want to be doing this right now because it's like i'm just doing it for like the feeling so for me like sex in a relationship like it's not as huge as of a part like for me it's more the aspect of like are you gonna be there for me when i i'm like i'm again at my lowest point or man jj i'm
1: glad we we met met. yeah jj i'm glad we met because um I mean, if Marissa's right here, if I put her on the mic and you said those same things, I should be like, is that Trevor? Am I talking to Trevor? Like, it's the same (laughs) shit, bro. Like, it's, uh, and it brings up, it brings up my next question. Um, someone who, someone who got me to start this podcast, he's the one who got me to realize I need to do something about what happened to me in the past. Sobra has recently put on his podcast and his Instagram, all this shit, semen retention. Do you practice semen retention? No. No. Mm-mm. Kevin, send it.
2: No. I personally, dude, I think that that's kind of nonsense. Yeah. Like I I think that dudes who pull a lot of chicks and that fuck a lot of chicks probably have more testosterone than the average guy. Oh uh, no,
1: I'm sorry. Let me clarify. Let me clarify. Like like ej- ejaculation for retention, I guess I should say. Like Well, dude, I have
2: seen a I've seen a tweet with Soul Brother. He was talking about how you can have an orgasm, but not ejaculate.
1: I agree with that.
2: Yeah, that's like... I'm thinking, like, how on the hell are you going to do that?
0: Yeah, see, the only thing I would agree with the whole, like, semen retention, ejaculation retention is the dopamine aspect that gets released yeah. in your brain. Yeah. That's what I agree. So I do you agree, do like, you
1: oh, do it for oh, that?
0: Oh, I, I don't practice it at all. No? Like, sometimes i Like, um... Uh, Like I don't practice it for that, but I definitely like if I was gonna go down that path, it would be solely to like Get that dopamine and like wean my brain off of like the quick simple pleasures Like how alcohol brings you a quick pleasure how smoking brings you a quick pleasure how social media brings you a quick pleasure like all these quick dopamine receptors like that are Putting into your brain like that's what I would do if I was gonna completely X out everything that wasn't hard work and like building towards the future then that's what I would do it, but you like, clarified
1: do do? my stance on this, man, because that's exactly yeah, yeah. how I do it too. I just didn't know it. You know, like it's it's like uh, like LeBron James. Let's say LeBron James is actually in a like a LeBron white James. like he's actually he's actually in a relationship where it's just him and his wife. Like that's a situation where I'd go into the hotel and just yoink one, like because you're practicing it for the greater good.
0: Yeah, like, and going back to, like, the LeBron James, like, when we get famous, like, that life partner, like, heaven knows, like, if Kendall Jenner wants to fuck, and I have the opportunity to, like, I probably will. Okay. And wait, 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 I want to tie
1: this back, bro. I want to tie this back. So how important is it to find that life partner before you got LeBron James money in your eyes? oof
0: i think very yeah personally personally because for me money wasn't always the end all be all and if it was the end all be all it kind of ties back to the feeling like i don't think i can meet genuine people
1: you don't think I think I mean, where I yeah, I would say I think I would meet genuine people, but my paranoia would take over. So exactly, my I, yeah.
0: Own, yeah, that's 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 a better yeah. way to put it. Like my own insecurities and like thought about it would be yeah. like I would be more apprehensive. Is a good word. I uh, I'd be more apprehensive to like open up to these people and actually have a genuine connection from yeah. my part because you know a connection is fifty-fifty. Like it's not just one person. My end would be su- substantially like. Um, Hindered, because like I have all this money and everything that I have to worry about. Because from this money, like I have a whole network of people that rely on it. You know, like parents, family, friends, employees, corporate, like stuff like that. That like, if somebody fucks me over, like they're not just fucking me over; they're fucking like my whole network. Okay. Over. Yeah. Now, what about?
1: What about? Because when you get. richer as a male mm-hmm. it opens up your dating pool if that's a fact you don't think it's worth it to open up or I'm, I'm asking i'm sorry do you think it's worth it to open up your dating pool to get over that fear like let's say you hit a 100 million dollars tomorrow now your dating pool is substantially higher you have way more women to choose from Cause to me, I see money as a, as a grounds for a start of conversation. Like I got a lot of money and then I'll be able to say, look, you're not worth it for my money. Like, so I'll be, I think I have the skills to point out the woman in, in it for the money is what I'm saying. So I think if like my girlfriend met me when I have no money and I still have no money hat, huh? um, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what i'm saying like i think i have the skills for when i'm rich to weed out the loser woman in it for the money because my last one wasn't it for the money so maybe that's just a personal reason i don't know or a personal belief because of that
2: i think there's kind of two ways to go about it i think you should either have a day one ride or die mm-hmm. down bitch yeah or Get you you're some not money. exclusive to any woman and you don't yeah. Make any reservations about that fact, and yeah. then you're just taking full advantage of that dating pool. Yeah, I think you or should you should do one or the other. Yeah, or yeah,
1: combine them,
0: or you have both.
1: Yep, combine them. Yep, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> this dude, <laughs> but it's it's so hard to do both, man.
0: You know, I'm not saying it's an easy fact, like easy fact <laughs> at all. And it's it's very case on case scenario, and it's like a roll of the dice. But for me, like I'm I'm that person that like. I feel like I could do that. Like, I could do both.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't the think. Energy. Yeah, I don't think I'd be able to. If you think you could, dude, fuck it. Send it. But I with mean, that. Guys,
0: like, my bad. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no Go ahead. No, no,
1: no. No, I was about to end it. I was about to end it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Cut. Finish it.
0: Cut it. Get off, get off camera. we keep talking about this off, off the <laughs>
1: recording. <laughs> Cut it. No, uh, with that, JJ, I would like. So thank you for coming on. I see a lot of myself in you. I see a lot of, a lot of you and me. Um, I'm excited for this friendship to go a little further for sure, considering yes. your skills. Um, is there anything you want to st- to say for someone who was in your shoes during those low times? What is one thing you've learned from your low times, from that low, that that bottom low, or maybe it's the, the, the second low? That you'd like to tell someone at that bottom, low
0: from the low mm. Mm. so many cliches to like be said or so many things that could be said, but ultimately, at the end of the day, it's like if you feel something is gonna help you and it's not the negatives obviously like if you if you think like no what do i want to say
1: you're good bro we got time
0: mm, like you could say the, the whole keep faith but people might not have have that faith but it's honestly just this is what it is if if i had to, if i had to say one thing to those people out there in that tough point in that tough spot is if you're in like and this is a quote i think from steve steve harvey money um, oh brother yeah if you're if you're in hell why would you stop Keep going. Keep moving. Anything, like keep the movement going. Keep moving. Keep going forward. Put one foot in front of the other. Think five seconds, two seconds in the future. If you think, take two seconds at a time. Be a goldfish. Take 10 seconds at a time. But just put one foot in front of the other and keep on going because if you're in hell, why would you want to stay there?
1: Man, so we like to end the show on some quotes. And my quote for the day as some might have guessed already, is Steve Harvey. And it is your survival rate for every bad day is 100%. For every bad day you have had, you have survived it. And you are here at the end, doing it still, with people by your side. You're still going through it, whatever bullshit it is. So Steve Harvey really enlightened by... It, he, Steve Harvey's who got me to believe in God. So it, it, I got chills once you said his name. Um, yeah. <laughs> he has he's brought a lot of light to my situation. Um, but, Kevin, you got anything?
2: <clears throat> yeah. I want to take a stab at that question real quick. It's like if you're in a really shitty spot, find someone that you trust and be vulnerable with them even a little bit. One no step at a time. Gonna be, no one's going to be able to help you unless you admit to it. So find someone that you trust and and try and be vulnerable, and I, I guarantee you, it it will work out. That, for that's me, all I got to say,
1: though. for me, yeah. That was Kevin, and that is the start of the podcast.
2: Yep. So, Amen. Uh, be vulnerable for that, with someone. Yep. And thanks to JJ for coming on, dude. Really, I yeah. really enjoyed it. Yeah. Good thanks luck, JJ. Guys. you'll be
1: back. You will be back because we we Let's game go. a lot. So I'm excited for this. You got some skills. Yes. Uh, you could give me. I got some skills. I could give you. I'm very excited. Yes, We got a future ahead of us, boys. Let's keep it going. Right one. one. Let's go, baby. For that, catch y'all later. Peace.
0: Get ahead of thinning hair with Nutrafol's whole body approach to hair growth. No drugs, no compromises. As the number one
2: dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement, Nutrafol's natural medical grade ingredients are clinically shown to improve hair growth, thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Plus, they offer free shipping on every order. To get $15 off your first month's subscription, visit Nutrafall.com
0: slash men and use the promo code ROOTS. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com slash men, promo code ROOTS.